My name is Aidan Mulvey. After the war, I found myself smuggling hooch for the Dwyer family. Through many misadventures, we had a falling out, especially after he found me in bed with his wife. It was close to that time that I ran to a fellow standing left of me, Henry Carlyle, or as he likes to be called, Hank. He may look and talk like a fancy dandy, but the man's got a right hook that would make Dempsey shake. Like a lot of my old Harvard friends, Josh Winscott's run into a bit of money trouble recently. When that happens, they call me and Aiden to discreetly sell off some of the less important family antiquities. Thus far, we haven't found a big score here in Providence, but what we have found may have huge archaeological significance, if we can survive long enough to talk about it. That is not dead, which can eternal lie, and with strange eons, even death may die. These are the stories that were, stories that are, stories that shall be. These are fortunes untold. So a swarming, scrabbling, howling horde of pale, twisted, hairy shapes is uh, pouring towards Hank and Aiden. I don't suppose any of them are lions. Not that you've ever seen, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be over here trying to see, uh, do a little practice of how can I... Scream and terror, yet still sound manly. So, <laughs> if you ever oh. find the secret to that, let yeah. me know. All I, can, all I got is like a Hank Hill. Oh. <laughs> I still don't think that quite works. No, it doesn't work at all. That's why it's just a practice. It sounds like you're about to burst into song. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you for completely ruining the mood. <laughs> all right, well, let's move into combat. So, the way this is going to work, initiative, just like every other... Uh, system on earth in this particular case it is dex order so the way the order of combat works is whoever has the highest dex goes first there's a caveat to that oh thank goodness because my dex is terrible (laughs) i know it is uh there is a caveat to that which both of you should be very interested in if you have a readied firearm i do which i I do yeah which both of you i believe do yep your uh your order is dex plus 50 wow so, because, well, it doesn't really take a whole lot to pull a trigger. Mine's going to be 125. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I poured a lot of it into... Because I think that puts Hank up to, like, 90. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I have a dex of 40 and then plus 50, so 90. So, unfortunately for me, that means you two go first. Oh, good. More specifically, that means Aiden goes first by a long shot. Okay, um... But a, a long shot, actually, because uh-huh. I've got that Thompson. Yeah, um, so you see this this horde of pale shapes. They are just coming out of... You know, you had walked around a corner, functionally, to the mouth of a tunnel, and there was a pack of them standing there. Once they started to move, you see them boiling out of little, like, small side crevasses. Oh, no, and, no, 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 I do not. And no, swarming no. over... Uh, How many are we talking pillars? about? It's like, you don't know. It's like, it's like, but it's like, a, it's like a mass. Yeah, it's like a, a small horde. I do not like this. We need to go. How, how big are they? To go. They're, they're probably, you think the tallest one's maybe five feet tall. Oh, so the, I was thinking they were smaller. No, they're, they're like, they're They're, they're, they're like big. short people, yes. Like they're, they're, you know, at a glance, yeah, they look roughly like human, you know, humanoid shape, like, but short and twisted. Like their arms are very long and almost ape-like. Yeah. You know, and as they get closer, you can see their jaws are like twisted and fanged. Okay, so 
I'm going to pull the trigger. <laughs> I think that sounds like the most logical thing to do in that situation. You're probably not wrong. Insurance salesman. Um, <laughs> so this works pretty much like every other skill check. Roll a D100 and compare it to your firearm skill. In this particular case, since they are charging at you, there's not going to be any uh, range or cover penalties or anything of that sort. So, let's see. Let me make sure... I've got eighty percent. I put I I poured a lot into my Thompson. Like I was, I, I really wanted to fire this gun. Your Chicago typewriter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know what? At the moment, since you're firing into a mass of them, yeah. There's there's no no penalties. Just go for it. I'm gonna write them a novel. Seventy two. So <laughs> I hit. That was uh, slightly high there. Yeah, it I mean, was. I've not. I, I roll it. high. Like I, I I'm used to other systems. My my uh my ability to roll low is not working here. So are you just firing like a burst or are you going to fire full automatic or if a single I'm shot? Go, I'm going to say full automatic. If, if he saw something like this coming, especially a swarm, he's not, exp- like, he was t- he was terrified for lions anyway, so if it was a, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> he, he, he's not expecting this and if it's, they're moving in mass, okay. it'd be one of those things he'd just pull and let go. All right, clip. so you're using a 1923 Thompson submachine gun. Yes. So that means you have, what, a 30-round stick magazine? Uh, 20. 20-round 20 stick magazine. Ah, okay, so you've got a short mag. Yeah. All right, so the way automatic weapons fire works, um, you need to tell me the number of bullets you're going to fire, which is any number up to the capacity of the gun. This okay. is technically before you roll the dice, but, eh, you know. Um, and basically what you need is tell me how you want to divide that up. So, how many bullets do you want to fire, and how many volleys of bullets do you want to fire that in? So you could fire volleys your entire clip. Eight. So, so wait, by volleys do you mean? Uh, I, I'm not clear what that means. Does it mean like, like I want to put split it into like for this one he's has 20 bullets, so it's like I'm gonna spend five rounds, five volleys of four bullets into five different people. Well, or... it pretty much you can't really split it just because it's hard to control the weapon. But in this case, so. There are actually rules for uh, actually turning the volleys, actually. I just realized that. So you basically divide your submachine gun or machine gun skill by 10 and round down. And in your case, I think that would be no rounding necessary. That would be 8, as you said. So, yeah. So basically, you fire in volleys of 8 bullets. So it'd be two... And a minimum minimum size of a volley is 3 bullets. Okay. Okay. So I could do 8, 8, and 4? Because my mag's 20? Ah. Um... Let me make sure there's nothing to that, but uh, yeah. So basically, if that's what you want to do, if you want to fire the whole mag, you don't have to. Now, is it? That's ah, cool. That <laughs> My question is this: Is the damage the I've got damage says one d ten plus two. Mm-hmm. Is it one d ten plus two per volley, or is it one d ten plus two per round? I hope it's per round because that makes me incredibly dangerous. Uh, if it's per volley, it's still it's still pretty good. My Colt forty five is one d ten plus two, so um, I assume that's per bullet. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, typically that is per bullet. Let me see if there's any. <laughs> I, I, I am. It is an illegal weapon. If I get caught with it, I'm in trouble. So it would make sense that it does a love. I mean, it's all forty five caliber bullets. So yeah. All right, so. We should have held off on the first to hit roll, but that's fine. So uh, you're going to do volleys of eight shots. Yeah. Or in this case, eight, eight, and four, because you only have a 20-round magazine. All right, so the way that works, you, for each 
additional volley after the first. You take a penalty die. Yeah. So your first roll is normal. Your second volley would be one penalty die. In the last volley would be two penalty dice. Yeah. And remind me again how penalty dice work. You roll an additional d10. Yep. And you take the lower of the two? Yes. Basically, you roll the tens place twice, and you take the worse. Okay. And then... Uh, <laughs> and another die. Yeah. And then... Uh, well, you know what? Go ahead and make your, your additional rolls if you're going to do additional volleys. Okay. Um, and then so we'll, basically then we'll you're going to do all three. So... Oh, well, both are... No- oh, no. no. I saw six or nine. That, it looks like a nine. Yeah, it's a nine. Uh-oh. Yeah, so the second one uh, misses. Okay. And uh, the third... The... Yeah, both of them hit. Uh, so basically the first and the third hit. Okay. And the third volley is, uh, well, only four bullets. So, all right. So Aiden just clamps down on the trigger and sprays fire into this oncoming mass. All right, so the way damage works on fully automatic fire. So you didn't get a critical success on any of those rolls. No. So your attack roll was successful, which means half the shots from each volley are presumed to hit. Okay. So that would be four bullets off your first volley, two bullets off your last volley. Okay. (laughs) You'll like this. So, yeah, um, basically, you can roll damage for each bullet. Uh, I'm going to say, rather than doing that, just roll your base damage, and let's just multiply it by the number of shots. Okay. Just to, you know, simplify. So the first one's going to be four four rounds hit. Yep, and then, so basically six rounds total have hit. So So here's the the fun part. Um, It's 1d10 plus 2. So whatever I roll, it's plus 2. 1d10 plus 2 times 4. For the first volley, yes. And then 1d10 plus 2 times 2 for the... (laughs) 10... Oh, so 48, 48 points of death. Okay, so uh, Cthulhu <laughs> is lethal. Yeah, oh, uh, absolutely. Well, guns are lethal. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah th- that's one thing about Cthulhu. We've been treating this adventure in a little bit more of a, a pulpish manner. But yes, Call of Cthulhu's base rules are absolutely lethal. I think, what, you have like 11 hit points? Yeah, I have 11. I have and he 14. Just did 48. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if somebody empties a full clip of submachine gun into your stomach, you're a dead man. Yeah. Hopefully uh, these are d- dead things, too. <laughs> so should we do it for the second round? Yeah, go ahead and roll for your second round. Let's see how much we get total. So that'd be 2 plus 4. 16 points for the second. The way I'm going to handle this, since I'm presuming they're they're currently kind of charging in a horde, and you're just... Rather than picking individual targets, yeah. you're just hosing spray, them down. Sp- spray and pray? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so that's a total of, what, 64 points of damage? Yes. <laughs> so the bullets are just impacting these things, and they're... I mean, you gun several of them down. Yeah. I mean, you know, six or eight of them, it's hard to tell, just fall, and they're just trampled under the under the rush of the rest of them. Oh, crap. Um uh, <laughs> now it's uh, now it's Hank's turn. So, uh, really quickly, how does how does action work in this? Like, if he attacked with a full spray, mm-hmm. is that the only thing he can do? Or can he do that and run? Can can I do how that? Do they and reload. Divide, how do they divide move and attack and all of those sorts of actions in Cthulhu? All right. So the way the the combat works is combat rounds in Call of Duty are a little bit elastic. They're not defined by a certain number of seconds the way they are in some other systems. They generally treat combat rounds as the amount of time it takes everyone involved to do one thing. 
Okay. okay. So, and that one by one thing, it's run from combat or make an attack or cast a spell or, you know, something else that would take a dice roll, like picking a lock. It's considered a combat round. So, you know, minor repositioning, that's considered sort of the ebb and flow of combat, whereas running away, that's all you're doing. So it's basically, you know, Aiden has made his one action for this round. Now, you know, to reload, that will be basically his next round. And because uh, I'm pursuing, that's what he's going to want to do. Yeah, um, and also I'm using, um, uh, just to double check, what's the difference between reloading, I don't like reloading a pistol or reloading a, like a... Okay, uh, so given that this is the 1920s, you know, obviously you're going to have a wide variety of firearms. Reloading something like your submachine gun because it's using a stick magazine yeah. is a single round. Okay. So you're basically dropping the magazine, slamming a new one into place. If you're reloading, say, like a belt-fed machine gun, yeah, that's two rounds. Okay. Uh, any other firearm, so for example, a revolver or a pump-action shotgun or a double-barreled shotgun, you can load two rounds in one com or two rounds of ammunition, excuse me, in one combat round. Okay. Because, you know, you're having to thumb them into place or you're having to open the cylinder and eject the brass, something similar. So magazine-fed weapons are much faster. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, so back to this. Uh, remind me again, because it's been a week. <laughs> so when we went climbed from Winnie's basement mm-hmm. into this area, was the, were there ever any really tight spots that slowed us down that we had to kind of, like, maneuver and twist around, or was it all pretty much open and straightforward? This particular cavern, you've noticed there have been side passages and that sort of thing that are definitely tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, where you've been along thus far, other than maybe squeezing through that initial hole from his basement, has been fairly open. You've okay. not had too much problem maneuvering. But as you're getting more into the natural caverns and having seen some of the little bolt holes and whatnot these guys have come out, you think that may not may not last forever. Okay, well, uh, Hank is going to, for my action, is going to be to bravely run away. I am going to <laughs> reach out and grab, like, Aiden's shirt collar or the back of him. And, like we mentioned, I've got an 80 strength. Oh, yeah. I am absurdly strong for, I guess, all that rowing at Harvard really paid out. <laughs> so so I am going to grab him and just drag him along as I am running from these things. Okay, so are you specifically trying to head back out the way you came? Yes, since I know I can get out of there. Okay. Fairly easy. All right. Given the panic of combat and and the fact that you know your your uh, flashlights kind of swinging around crazily while you run, give me a navigate check uh-huh. and, a, and a hard. Oh, okay, hard. So how does that work? Half your skill. Half my skill. Oh, right, well, I have a navigate of uh, fifty. Okay. So that's a twenty-five. You got to be the twenty-five to make sure that you actually. You know what? I will give you. I will give you a bonus die, okay. just because you guys did stipulate you were marking your way out with chalk and everything else. Excellent I told you chalk point. was a good buy. Yeah, really good buy. All right, can you hand me a, another uh, D, D10 percentile die? Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. <laughs> Even with a bonus die. Even with a bonus die, it didn't work. Fortunately, because I have a 50, this 96 is not a critical failure. That is true. It, even on a hard, I'm, it's not a critical failure. But It's just a good old-fashioned failure. Uh, <laughs> sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, I grab him and run off into the darkness. 
So, yeah, you he grabs you by the collar and just is hauling you along. Just if you noticed, he's massive. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, you're slipping and sliding on this lichen, and you can hear these things, like, howling and hissing behind you as, uh, you know, Hank's dragging you through, and you come to a dead end. You know, you round this corner, and there's nowhere to go. What have you done? Where where are we? Where what the hell is and going you, you on? Still, you hear them. You oh, hear the, you God hear them coming. Uh, they're not here yet. You managed to to outpace them a little bit. So I'll give you a round to to reload or any other clever I'm, I'm, like, thoughts. I'm reloading. Okay, so can, while I'm reloading, can I turn off? Uh, no, I don't want to turn off my light because like, it's the only thing I can see them by. Well, and the room is still lit. I mean, not well lit, but all of that fluorescent lichen is providing light. So when we saw these things, uh-huh. and they were they were twisted and monstrous and mm-hmm. all, what did their eyes look like? What I'm going for here is, I, we there's too many of them. We can't fight them off. Uh, but hopefully, maybe they're. Like maybe if they are, since they're they stay down in the cave so much, maybe they're really focused on hearing instead of on sight or something like that. And maybe we can make enough noise to scare you, them. Off. You did notice their eyes were sort of pale and milky. They had a sort of a weird luminescence to them. Okay, uh, so yeah, so Hank will turn to Aiden and go. Did you notice their eyes? Their eyes are like anglerfish. They can't see very well. They have to hear. Make a lot of noise. Make a shitload of noise. Wouldn't that bring them to us? Hopefully, that'll terrify them. Okay, so um, I don't <laughs> you know. You got one what? thing that makes a lot of noise. Yeah, yep. I just made a lot of noise. Like it did, um, I'm slamming the the mag in, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna start singing. Belt night, like <laughs> like, I, like he doesn't know what to do. Like he's just gonna start singing. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, are you yeah. gonna start singing Loch Lomond? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, it's Ireland. So well, I, true, I, I, fair being enough. from Scotland, I actually don't know that many Irish songs. So I'm going to just. Assume he just starts singing the national anthem. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and like hope that goes over. And we don't have anything like uh, we don't have anything like dynamite or. Well, no. Uh, okay, I did tell you. You know, you went out and bought reasonable equipment. I'll tell you what. I will give you collectively using whoever has the lowest luck a hard luck check. Okay. To see if you can, if you happen to, because this is the twenty, you can buy dynamite. Uh, my luck is a forty-five. So, so yeah. rounded down, you got a twenty percent chance. Twenty-two. What's that? Twenty-two. Excuse me. You have a between the two of you, someone has to beat a twenty-two. Okay. On a luck check. Wait, can I want to roll? I would like to roll. I would like to see if I have a harmonica. I'm going to say if you want to have a harmonica have at it. Okay, like, I'm not so gonna he pulls out his harmonica, harmonica and he's like, blown into this thing, like, crazy, just trying to make as much freaking noise as possible, because he has no idea what he's but doing. But I will say, the dynamite roll might be more important. It, well, it's be. way more Let's, important, but well, like, like, like I said, it's a group roll. I'm gonna let oh. you both roll, you have to, but you have to beat a 22. Oh, both of us One roll. of you has to beat a 22. Okay. Oh, zero, zero is a hundred, right? No, zero, zero is zeros. Oh, yeah, um, no, no, four. So, so, do you, uh, oh, no, those are one. Zero one? No, that's a... Yeah, zero one is an odd one. Because you can't get higher than a hundred. Yeah. So right. zero. Yeah, so zero. Yeah. Four. <laughs> nice! So... I hate you both. So he's, he's playing it, he goes to grab his harmonica, <laughs> and he instead pulls out a stick of dynamite and goes, Shit, I left my harmonica in the car! But you can have the dynamite! <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I knew that was a bad idea. Uh, or, okay. glor- or a glorious idea. Okay, Either like, way, we'll w- find out. I'm going to say one of my earlier rules would have been a better success, though, because I thought this was 100. But yeah. <laughs> oh, bummer. No, all zeros would be 100. So zero, I rolled a four. Zero one or zero whatever is ought whatever. Okay, so I hand I basically, I, I pull it out, but I'm pulling it out like, what the hell is this? I didn't mean to have this on me. <laughs> what so, do I have this ugly candle for? <laughs> yeah. And Hank will just grab it and then pull out Zippo. <laughs> click, 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 click. Okay, so I gave you your one round, so Hank grabs the... <laughs> you're reloading and, and searching for harmonica. Gra- it's better to be lucky than good, all oh, I'm gonna say. Man. So, yeah, you have time to light a stick of dynamite and do whatever you're going to do with it. <laughs> um, what are you going to do with it? Okay, so we can see out here. Is there just the one entry and exit, or are um, there all... Yeah, you're kind of in a... Essentially, you turned into a cul-de-sac uh, from where you're at. You sort of dead-ended yourself. So, essentially, back where you're at, is out opens up kind of out into the main, quote-unquote, main cavern with all the, the carvings and the, the uh, stalagmites and everything. Well, I can't just let this off in the middle of here because this will collapse the tunnel in on us. <laughs> uh, but can I throw it far enough... Am I close enough to an intro that I can throw it out into a place and there's still... Can I can I check a plan? What, what if we... TikTok? If, what, what, no, what if we uh, try and sneak out, right? He's already lit the dynamite is what I'm going to okay, say. Okay, no, I know. <laughs> Where you sneak out, leave the dynamite in there and like... I don't know, leave something in there well, that makes a ton of noise. Well, we run into the middle of them, yeah. then that's just the same problem. Maybe. Okay, so they're coming, they're coming in through the whole... Okay. They haven't gotten to you yet, but... Like, so say you're you're facing out of the alcove. They're coming from what would be your left, it sounds like. So can we run into another place that opens up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you could run out into the open cavern, basically. I'll say you could easily move back out into the open area. Yeah, so that's area. What we're going to run out to the open area, and we're going to throw the dynamite in where they are. <laughs> okay, so you run out into the cavern, and you hurl a stick of dynamite into... You notice the numbers have thinned out. It looks like some of them may have taken off after being gunned down. But you, so you hurl this stick of dynamite out into the mass. Um, give me a throw roll. Just don't blow it. Oh please! Would that be? A I can't believe I've been rolling high this time. Like, where did my low rolls desert me? Nice. That's where they went. Six. This system does really well for you. I'm, I'm, I'm a little disturbed by this. Hey, I got my first good roll. I'm happy with it. Fair enough. So, yeah, you, you take this, this stick of lit dynamite and hurl it, and it beautifully, just almost gracefully, arcs through the... Through Cinematically? The yes. <laughs> the camera zooms in on it. Lane's clear. I, I, go run, I go stepping forward a couple of times, pitch it like a cricket ball. <laughs> of course, cricket. Yeah. <laughs> As they do at Harvard. Uh, and it... Yeah, we're going to go with the cinematic thing. It bounces a couple times and lands right at the at the feet of one of these things, and it kind of pulls up short and it sort of stares at it, Picks it for up. just a second. And Chews then, on it. Boom. And yeah, it goes off. And you see you know, Wilhelm scream, of course. You see pieces go flying unfortunately you're in a cavern yeah and immediately following there's this ominous rumbling and you see pieces start to fall from the ceiling stalactites let me put it this way i'd suggest you run we're definitely running in the other direction (laughs) yeah unfortunately you're not sure which way you're going so um, no you know give me just a straight navigation check i'm not going to tell you are we both rolling this one or is it just Whoever has the highest. 
I have a 50. Yeah, if your navigation's better than mine. There 43! So, you see the ceiling is starting to crumble, and you just take off. At this point, you're not worried about exactly where you're going, as long as it's out. Yeah. And you actually, you know, I'm assuming you're you're hauling Aiden along, not that you necessarily probably need to. If I have to, yes, but otherwise I assume we're both just running as fast as we can. I'm just, uh, I'm just following him. Give me, what is it? I think it's a run, I think is one of the skills. Um, I don't see run. I see here. There isn't a run. I don't see a run. There's a claim skill as well. That might be. Sorry. Sorry, I ran enough of this back in the day that I tend to reference older skills occasionally that don't (laughs) actually exist anymore. There's there's dodge, which would be like, I guess that's... Climb, dodge, navigate. Um, Give me... Pilot self. (laughs) Pilot, there you go. (laughs) You know what? Uh, give me just... Let's just call it a strength or dex, whatever works best for your character. Oh, I think I know which works. Either or. They're both pretty strong. And, and essentially, you are scrambling through falling masonry. Uh, or if dodge is is better, that's fine as well. No, definitely my strength. I figured it was. I'm good. And this is essentially just a... Think of it as an athletics check. You guys, So you guys see an open a cave mouth, you know, a tunnel entrance, and you dive through just in the nick of time as the, the cavern comes down behind you. Just this, this thunderous, deafening crash and, you know, dust, just choking clouds of dust. And you're laying on the floor just... <coughs> and just coughing up a storm. Aiden. <laughs> so we're back in the... Are we in the, the house again, or are we like in no, another... Oh, no. so we've locked ourselves <laughs> down here. Like, Aiden, you okay? <clears throat> <clears throat> um, those weren't lions. I, I'll take lions. Now. I'm not afraid of lions anymore. What the <laughs> hell were they? They're... <clears throat> I don't know. I, I don't know what they were. They sort of looked like people, but... <laughs> uh, so as the are we is still in the room where there's the big carvings or are we no we're you further are, you find yourself in a that was the room you basically just blew up. I think we blew up our our, our meal ticket. I don't care though. <laughs> and as I'm standing up, brushing myself, maybe not. Maybe <clears throat> there might be some something still left over, and we don't know what else is here. There may be more rooms like that. I'm coming back with a flamethrower. It's not. It's not. <laughs> they're not having this. So you find yourself in a smaller tunnel, um, still tall enough that you can easily make your way through. It's it's very moist. There's again, it's dotted with glowing lichen, fungus. There's water running down the walls, pooling on the floor, and this mostly looks like a natural tunnel, near as you can tell. I know neither of you, uh, as we determined before, have neither of you have. Uh, science geology no as far as that goes and the tunnel carries on ahead of you you're not really sure what direction you're facing anymore but you don't really see any options and when you can't go back towards your only option but we, we don't even have a choice in this matter. We're just going to go. <laughs> There's always a choice. Unfortunately, at this point, the only choice might involve one of those guns you're carrying. Yeah. So he, he basically checks the Thompson, makes sure everything's running, pulls back the the hammer and makes sure everything's all like working well. And he's like, all right, 
onwards. I'm going to turn this off from full, though. Uh, um, he's also going to refill his stick mag um, with, with some more ammo. <laughs> All right. So he's got two full stick mags again. All right, well. So and you head deeper into the Valley of Death, Road the 600. All right, so you guys have had a had a little taste of combat, little uh, little chance to experience the skill system and uh, and what have you. I haven't managed to do a single point of damage, but I'll see if I can rectify that. <laughs> so that seems like a good time to check in, see what you guys think of the system so far. Because I know, Davey, particularly you had some some reservations about it based on past experience. A little taste of bravely running away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. No. It is Call of Cthulhu. Exactly. That's that's why I felt like when when he. Blasted out all of those bullets. I was like, nah, this is Cthulhu. I'm going to run. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I was surprised at that. I think I'm just used to playing games where you stand and fight until, and then we heal afterwards. And then I was like, when I did that much damage, I was like, if I'm doing this, my character is level one. What the hell are they going to do to me? And there's a lot of them. I just gunned a whole load down and there's, n- <laughs> there's not. Like, can I ask, what was their individual health? None yet. None yet. Because, yeah. <laughs> like... Was there, <laughs> their individual health reappearing later in this yeah, adventure? Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where I was still like, if I'm going to do this much damage by myself, if I'm outputting this damage, and there's a mass of them, even if they're 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 rolling, they're probably going to... Rolling low, there's a lot of them. <laughs> but yeah, so far, I, so far, I'm really liking it. It's, uh, it's a very straightforward system, and uh, like I said, I... Uh, we haven't dealt with sanity yet, so I don't know how those mechanics are going to Yeah, you guys haven't really hit... Uh, you guys have sort of avoided... There have been a few spots where there could have been sanity checks, but you've not really hit them mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. thus far. So either through luck or ignorance, you know, your choice. But uh, yeah, it, compared to the previous versions, it's uh, it's not that dissimilar I do still have a tendency to reference some things that don't exist in this edition because it's been a while. But uh, honestly, you know, it's they've taken in a lot of ways. They've basically taken the system they've always had and just sort of continuously polished it. Yeah, and I I think it's pretty polished. Like I said, I I think the percentiles are really easy to understand. Uh, It's obvious to do. Like I said, once you understand the numbers, like to do what is it uh, hard and. Mm -hmm punishing or whatever the yeah like a hard check is half your skill and the, yeah the one-fifth or whatever that yeah. is and that's straightforward and then the idea of the critical success and failure I, I think it's it's easy to know how to succeed or fail on your skill checks which seems it's, like it's gonna be a lot of what you're gonna be doing like it's like i'd mentioned in the first time like half the sheet is just written out with skills so clearly mm-hmm. that's the focus of this game i think yeah. it's a fair system too like if you create a character like think about how many times you've created a fight a fighter right and even the way the weapons have broken down right They've got, like, you can axe, flail, chain, yada, yada, yada. Um, but the way it's break, broken down, if you're, you're using a sword fighter, a fighter who mainly uses sword, you can pour a ton of um, of your skill set into that sword fighting mm-hmm. so that you're a master with that weapon. That's your weapon of choice. Yep. Like, it's, like with me, the Thompson, I poured a lot of it into the submachine guns so that when I'm using a submachine gun, it makes sense for me to be good with it. It's not like I've got this submachine gun. I'm going to shoot everything, but what I'm intending to hit. Like it's, it's yeah, a fair system. Yeah. Your characters are, you know, they don't really do levels yeah. in the same way that most others and your characters are assumed to be competent and how you, and it's pretty much up to what you creating it, how you want to spread that around. If you want to be a specialist, 
you can absolutely be a specialist. If you want to be a little bit more of a jack of all trades, it kind of allows you to yeah. do that. Um, you know, and it's funny you mentioned sword. You know, there's pretty much a variant of Call of Cthulhu for pretty much every era. There's Cthulhu Dark Ages. There's a uh, a Viking uh, supplement. Mm-hmm. There's a French Revolution supplement. I, I saw, believe I saw Cthulhu Mondu. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have I have no that experience with that one. Almost sounds like a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> Mondu Cthulhu. Oh, do Cthulhu. Uh, there's you know there and then there's the core eras. I guess the 1890s, which is Cthulhu by Gaslight. There's the 1920s, which is what we're playing now, which yeah. is that's sort of the quintessential Call of Cthulhu era, I think, to most people. And it's you know the era the original so- stories are kind of set in and whatnot. There's multiple, I think there's at least two, if not three, uh, third party uh, World War Cthulhu okay. su- uh, supplements. Hmm. So you know if you want to play, you know you know horrors of the Nazi occult or what have you. It's out there. You want to be the monument men, but you're not looking for paintings. You're looking for ancient tomes. Exactly. It's like there. It. Uh, and, you know, Core also supports modern. And then, of course, you have Delta Green if you want to do the the more spy uh, conspiracy horror thing. So, honestly, it's given the sheer support, there's a lot of versatility to, ha- you know, where you want to set your horror. And it doesn't necessarily have to be horror so much because you guys have sort of treated this adventure in a little bit more of a uh, a pulp a pulp manner, right? Which I think may may end up uh, being our character's downfall is that they've been cocky and arrogant. And now they're <laughs> stuck halfway through a collapsed tunnel with who knows what's out there. <laughs> Sounds good to me. And I will point out to the people listening: this is the core Call of Cthulhu rules. This is not the pulp Cthulhu supplement. So we're not playing with any of those rules we intend to in the future. Right. But right now, this is baseline Right now, COC. this is just all bad decision, man. <laughs> well, that, that's one other thing is um, I would like to say that even being a new player, being able to just pick this up super quick and understand, be confident in what I'm doing. Like, I'm, I'm confident about what Aiden can do. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, I don't feel like... I've got to try to test this out to see how confident I am. Like it's everything. Although you've got the varied skills and you've got the different items and stuff like that, each one, the the system itself, the mechanics are well built enough and easy. Like the the flow well. There's no. I don't feel like I've run into something that I've been like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like I, right. I don't understand why they've chucked that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it all seems to like mesh well. So so far. I haven't got into the sanity stuff yet, and that's probably when I'm going to start being like, uh. that, That's what I was going to say. Is that's the part that I really want us to check out is, is the Cthulhu part of Call of Cthulhu. Mm, yeah. yeah. The sanity, the monsters. I think it's kind of a bummer that you can't start with any of the, what is the Cthulhu mythos skill. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of by core rules. I mean, I suppose it, easily enough, the, the, the GM could change that. Right. Um, it's just, I think the core assumption is that your character hasn't yet delved into that too much. Yeah, th- this is like, in, in the horror movie, this is the reveal mm-hmm. that there is something the unusual out there. But yeah, yeah, if you wanted to, you know, run a campaign where the characters already had a little bit of that history, mm-hmm. it'd be easy enough, I think, to say that rather than it starting at zero, you know, Cthulhu Mythos has a base percentage right. of five to, or ten or what have you. you to know? Uh, push up my glasses and, and use a little uh, literary critique, I think this is Campbell's, what is it, a revelation of the other world? <laughs> Is is built into Cthulhu? <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Um, I'm going to also say I'm using Hero Lab now. I've 
used Hero Lab with Pathfinder before, and uh, it makes everything your character creation a lot easier. For me, I think uh, I've really enjoyed using Hero Lab for this. Like it's I helped. Kind a of lot. poked at it a little bit, but I had not messed with. Other than knowing it existed and kind of downloading it and poking at it a little bit, I hadn't messed with the Hero Lab creation. The one thing I will say with it is it only handles the core. Yes. There are no additional supplements available, I don't think, beyond the core book. No, that's okay. that, I would say that's the one limitation of Hero Lab is they, they do handle Yeah, you'd have to build specifics. You'd have to build the additional stuff yourself if you were wanting to use it. Or possibly someone else out there has built it. I you know, obviously I haven't looked. Yeah. Uh, so never actually on a you know, as a quick aside, I know you built your character by hand. Right. Um, how did you feel about the character creation process as far as doing it by hand? I mean, I thought it was very straightforward because you, you know, number one, you just roll your attributes and then, yeah, you tally up your skill points based on whatever your attributes were and whatever mm-hmm. you feel is your focus of your character. So mm-hmm. if you're, from what I can tell, like if you're an archaeologist, most of your skills revolve around multiplying your education. Mm-hmm. But if you were a soldier, I think it's like you add your education and your, one of your, physical attributes divided by two and then multiply that. Yeah. So I, I think it's kind of a, a neat way to generate skills so that you don't always have the problem of, well, uh, I'm going to play a fighter, but I want to have some skills. So I'm going to have to sink my intelligence up to a 16 in order yeah. to have those necessary skill points. Like now nah, you're a soldier. You, you learn soldier stuff based off of your strength. Yeah, Purely so, from aesthetics point as well, the, the character sheet, the character sheet from Cthulhu is, it's pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty sheet. And the book itself, the core books, the artwork and everything is actually quite nice. Mm-hmm. The, the production values are good. The only other one game I've really been like absolutely like mesmerized by the character sheet so far has been Forbidden Lands. Forbidden Lands really for me was like it had a really oh, stunning yeah. character. Yeah, it had sheet. a nice a nice retro feel. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I don't know about, about me. Maybe maybe it's because I am a noob and like all this stuff is kind of the new to me. But that just this makes it stand out a bit more. It makes me feel a bit more. I don't know. It just adds a little flash, a little flair. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, and on that note, well, uh, let's get back to the uh, to the tunnels beneath the earth and uh, dig ourselves out of this hole. <laughs> Do we Maybe have to? did you bring can't, a shovel? Can't can we wait a little bit? Can we take a breather? I don't know. Is that one of those roll checks? <laughs> with this time, would I end up with the harmonica? I found this harmonica. Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's get started. All right. So you guys. Pick yourselves up off the floor, dust yourselves off, scrape off some of the mud and mold. Cough some dust. Cough some dust out. And, well, there doesn't seem to be any way to go but one. So I'm going to tap my flashlight so it comes back on again. (laughs) And then, like, the scan the room. Uh, You find yourself in, as I mentioned before, a natural tunnel. uh, Very... It's slick with water kind of, you know, running down the walls. There's occasional small pool here and there. Fungus, glowing lichen. It's so, just damp. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out, touch the wall. And be like, well, the good news is if there's this much water, we're near the, probably near the water table. So we're probably getting close to the river. So we should be able to find ourselves out. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so our two uh, brave, air quotes, <laughs> Adventurers proceed on. Yeah, I'm brave. I'm just not foolhardy. <laughs> yeah. Do the, the the army walk as well with the gun. I've got it like hip checked. So uh, scanning as I go. So you proceed down this, uh, this tunnel. It twists and kind of turns back and forth. It largely looks to have been. It's probably a natural tunnel way. You don't really see any uh, signs of work like you did previously. And then you step out into another chamber. And this one is more, 
what you can see is more of a oversized tunnel. It's mm-hmm. it, it extends a fair ways up above you, and it you can tell even from the entrance that it looks like it may be kind of serpentines. It, it curves off out of sight around you. But the first thing you notice is, in comparison to that first large chamber, there is still lichen. It's not as not as prominent, but almost every surface is covered in carvings from floor to ceiling. Hi, Aiden, look at this. And, and he's Hank's excited, and so he's like, ha-ha, check this out! But he's, he's getting about that volume. He's not shouting because he <laughs> doesn't want anyone to notice him. Ah, oh, come on! So he's like, look at this, more carvings. Aiden looks at you and like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. So I'm assuming, given that, Hank is going to start shining his flashlight around him and just looking. Absolutely, because this... I was a little worried that maybe I had blown up the only source of our carvings, which <laughs> like was was basically me chucking money into our, our uh, chucking dynamite into our money. <laughs> and uh, so, having found this again, I'm like, okay, okay, so so we escaped, and we might still get a payday. Of course. So, so again, it's and you kind of wander down this uh, chamber a little bit as you're looking, and it's pretty good size. And again, it's serpentines back and forth the whole way. And you notice, again, you, you recognize the snake motifs a little bit from the first cavern and geometric, geometric designs all over the place. You come to a series of murals, and these were not present in the first cavern. And you see uh, carvings of landscapes, towers, other, other structures, robed figures, initially just robed, and you notice that they're, they're depicted as having scaled hands and almost uh, lizard-like snouts coming out from underneath the robes. And and big towers, like there's... Mm-hmm. Do these towers look like ancient, like crenellated towers? or uh, Not like... medieval, but definitely what you can tell from the murals, definitely like stonework. They're not skyscrapers. They're definitely minarets and, and more... Uh, from your archaeological background, you would think almost more Sumerian or Babylonian-style architecture? So definitely not local to this area. Oh, no, it's... not even remotely. Not even what you know of South of Central and South America. So Aiden pulls up a sage and goes, and goes, Are th- those dinosaurs look awfully weird. Did, what, what, there's ca- cavemen never... Did they ever draw paintings of dinosaurs? So... Some no. of the images, <laughs> maybe maybe mammoth, maybe maybe uh, showing worshiping or appears to be worshiping an enormous serpent with a crescent symbol on its forehead, and the others you see the same serpent people, and the city's being attacked by some form of again gigantic reptiles. Give me a. This is probably not going to be appropriate for Aiden, so uh, Hank, give me a no roll or uh, sorry, an education roll. Education roll, okay. I got a 27. My education is a 75. Of course. You're the educated one. Mm-hmm. Which I guess we should remind people that that is a, that's a characteristic, an attribute, not a Yeah, it's a, it's a derived attribute from uh, based off of your intelligence. Is that correct? I think you just roll it. Oh, okay. I think I just rolled it. So you, uh, it's funny that Aiden should mention that, you actually recognize these reptiles as dinosaurs oh. of various types, several of which... You have no idea. You've never heard of. Some of them you actually recognize. Like, for example, you see pterodactyls, or what appear to be pterodactyls, carrying serpent people off into the into the distance. And 
you know, what appears to be some sort of giant herbivore smashing a building. No, but look, these are actually dinosaurs. And they're, from what you know, given the time period, they're, from what you, you know, what little you know, given, you know, the bones and the fossils that have been found, disturbingly accurate representations. Given that, give me a sanity check, Hank. Because this is not, this is not right, because dinosaurs and, and cavemen weren't around for millions of years from each other. Before we start, how does a sanity check work? Okay. Huh. Well, so you should have a sanity statistic on your character sheet. As I was yeah. say, I do have a sanity statistic of 55. All right. And in this particular case, it's going to work just like a skill check. Okay. So, so to succeed, you roll under. To If you fail, you roll over. That does vary a little bit on given situation. A sanity check is sort of... Like in this instance, it's realizing the full implication of what you're seeing and whether or not you're kind of disturbed by this. Okay. okay. Well, let me go ahead and roll that. I got a 68. <laughs> okay. All right, so you failed your sanity check. Ah, oh, You... This isn't right. There's no way that these carvings should be here, potentially hundreds of feet under Rhode Island, depicting ancient cities and dinosaurs and serpent no, people no we've we're we're being we're being pranked this is this is this is winnie doing some sort of elaborate joke but again the, the carvings look authentic they look perfectly authentic to you Ooh. so you lose three points of sanity wow so and that was actually the maximum loss for this for this role so in this case since you failed the sanity roll you you lose self-control for a moment and in this case I'm going to say you just you sort of freeze. You're just staring at these murals, just kind of, again, talking to yourself. Yeah, Hank. Nope, 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 nope. This is a fake. Nope, Hank. it's not real. Shut nope. up. Nope. <laughs> but you didn't, you didn't fumble, and you did not lose enough sanity to actually go insane. So <laughs> while you're, you're in a bit of shock, you would have to lose basically five or more sanity points in one roll. To uh, to go temporarily insane. Okay, so yeah, so I'm just nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. So it had you nope. This is a fake. It's all it's all <laughs> bullshit. He's wasting our time. I don't know what this were. Those were little men in, in rubber costumes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're you're all right. You're a little you're a little shaken by what you've seen because as much as you're trying to convince yourself that so, it's not real, are the dinosaurs attacking the city of the lizard men? Yes, they appear to be attacking the city, and as you proceed on towards what seems to be the tail end. This, essentially, these murals are following the course of the cavern you're in. And as you approach the end of the cavern, the final scenes show, looks to be the servant people abandoning the cities and migrating underground, going into caves, is what it, what it appears, or tombs. And that's where the murals end. Hmm... <laughs> And as you as you come to the end of this, the the uh, tunnel sort of narrows back down, and it goes from being the murals back to the the geometric carvings and the the surf, serpentine figures. And uh, then back to natural tunnel. Hmm. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Let's just go. Let's go. Winnie's wasting our time. So basically, not... Winnie wrote a story about lizard men who had a society getting attacked by dinosaurs 
He knows. Yep. And he, he knows I'm an archaeologist. He's just doing it as some wait, sort of prank. It's just to get it's wait, just to get back from me that time in junior year where I locked him out of the shower. You're missing the point here. He's probably got a either a ton of cocaine or some some serious liquor somewhere, stash somewhere. There's no way you make up this bunch of garbage unless you're high on something. That's a good point. Yeah, these, the dude's crazy, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, he's going to get a friggin' black eye from me for this bloody nonsense. That's a stick of dynamite we chucked at him. <laughs> let's keep going. Let's, let's go find a way out. Uh, so you proceed on. Desperately trying to convince yourself that okay, we've not completely what it seems. disagreed yeah. with our current sense of reality. Yeah, no. <laughs> like this is all buddy man. Those are, I'm telling you, they're probably bear people, bears, or some kind of crazy <laughs> animal. Just we're in the darkness. It looks freaking weird. Swap I'll gas bears. reflecting off of a weather balloon, which caught some light from Venus. Nope, that's it. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. So totally you, uh, you proceed on through the through the dark. <laughs> Wasn't there something about alligators in, in the source system? <laughs> I'm not sure that particular urban legend was necessarily around yet. But hey, it maybe, it was, maybe it's in Rhode Island. <laughs> That's where it started. Uh, so you uh, you proceed on into, again, another set of natural tunnels. Um, hmm. So you hear, as you're going through, you hear water dripping. Nothing, for the most part, but water dripping in the sound of your own footsteps. And you do, uh, you come across in a patch of fungus. Something has has stepped through it. You see tracks, and they're fairly obvious as they're surrounded by glowing lichen. They're a little strange. They're almost, they almost look like hooves. And Uh, from what you saw of the strange creatures you saw before that wasn't how they were shaped. Bet, bet it's another one is bloody pranks. They're, they're probably, he's probably taking a cow down here or something. Goats, maybe? Mountain goats? Maybe, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing neither of you have biology or anything of that particular no. specialty. I have track. I have farming. No, I'm just kidding. They don't have farming. <laughs> um, mm, and track's just going to tell you where you're going. And it, with track, you can tell that they quickly kind of disappear. It looks like they were heading back towards the hall you just came out of, but you kind of quickly lose them on the bare stone. Okay. Um, yeah, they're... They're... That like, almost looks like horse, like horse's hooves. Okay, it's definitely not a goat. These are big. Yeah, this, it's... He's just, been... He's been... This is how he's been doing it. He's got... He's probably got some kind of, like, circus going on down here. He's got... He's got donkeys that he's carrying through the tunnels pull up leg. that hooch that he's uh, <laughs> he's, 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 he's bootlegging yeah he's bootlegging and he's bringing donkeys in in and back and forth because that's easier to navigate through the caves than in a car yes <laughs> so you proceed on and the tunnel doesn't quite terminate it carries on for a few more feet but you come across a cross tunnel and the natural ca- tunnel you're, you're traveling through it was maybe another 10 or 20 feet and then essentially narrows down into nothing at the other end. This cross tunnel proceeds to what you think are east and west. And it appears to descend down to what you think is west at a fairly sharp slope. And it's worked stone. This is, this has actually been carved out. It's not, this is not natural stone. It's obviously been 
chiseled out and probably looks like worn smooth over God knows how long. So I'll bet if we head east, we'll go up and probably out near the river. If we go west, that's probably where Winnie's keeping all of his, hiding all of his barrels. And maybe where he is. I think we should go west. I'm trying. I know. I, I'm trying to figure out why you'd want to do all these carvings. But I was just thinking, this could be kept in as a sacred area or something like that. You could verify that it needs to be protected, so people would leave him alone to import all the hoochie wants. That's a good idea. We used we used something like that when we were doing it over, and we would tell them it was religious artifacts coming over from Ireland. So they wouldn't open the cases. Okay, <laughs> let's let's explore. Very least, he's gonna do all this to us. He's cutting us in for a second. Oh, damn right he is. All right, so you're going to head further downward. Yep. Ah, uh, good series of bad decisions. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I feel like, especially with Cthulhu, you have to play the guy in the horror movie who makes the stupid call, or at the very least, Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we're Scooby Dooing it. Yeah. yeah, we're pretty convinced this is Old Man Winscott in a rubber mask. <laughs> He's doing like a land deal. Look. <laughs> It's old man Winscott. Who is it really? Oh, God, it's an ancient one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, again, it uh, it descends at a fairly sharp pitch for, you would guess, several hundred yards. And it abruptly terminates into a larger cavern. Um, again, scattered with the same glowing lichen you've seen. This, you don't see any carvings or anything. Unfortunately, the floor is probably... About twenty feet down. Hmm. So I have rope. Yeah, you did go out and buy rope. I bought rope and I bought two flashlights. We're going in a tunnel. <laughs> well, <laughs> turns out that fucking rope is useful. <laughs> All right. Won't so... use it to hang your bloody friend. <laughs> That's true. You did. Uh, you did buy rope. So mm-hmm. yeah, you. There are several several sturdy uh, stalagmites nearby, so it really shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Um, also, Aiden's been writing, ha ha, very funny, Winnie. And I think you're going to find it funny when I give you a bloody black eye. He's been writing like insults on the wall as he goes. <laughs> That's you're, been our markers now. You're running out of chalk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you tie the rope up, and yeah, it easily reaches the, the floor of the cavern ahead of you. I'm assuming you're going to uh, shimmy, shimmy down? Yeah, I think I'll, I'd go for it. Aiden would go down first. Okay. All right, you I'll have cover a rope. you. So uh, give me a climb roll with a bonus die. I actually have climbs. Well, I think everybody has it at like 20% or something. Yeah. So, but yeah, give me a climb roll with a bonus die. Oh, crap. Oh, dear. Lewis is 34, so I mess it, but only about a little. What was your climb? 20. Oh, so yeah, you had the base level of climb. All yeah. right, so as you're climbing, you, uh, you start to slip. The, the moisture in the walls, your your hands are beginning to slip on the rope. Um, so I'll give you a chance to make a pushed roll on your okay. on your climb check. So what did I do? Make a pushed roll? Yeah, we had discussed this uh, or this early on. You can push... Basically, you can push your roll. It's a, sort of a last chance to make it. Okay. The problem being is if you push it and fail, I get to... Uh, how do I put this? Something, S- something dire... Ooh, happens. Okay, you're basically giving the keeper uh, permission uh, to to do something dire. I don't. So, know, I don't know if I trust Chad with something <laughs> dire. Ah, uh, come on, test out that. Push so is roll. it twenty twenty percent as to hit and achieve, or was it? Am uh, I trying to grab onto something? Would it be? 
Well, maybe try to grab the uh, wall. Okay, so I'll give you I'll give you a couple options. Um, you can make a push roll to try and just grab onto the on the rope okay. and make your climb the rest of the way down without falling. Okay, would that use my sleight of hand or something? That <laughs> I conceal the rope in my pocket. <laughs> or is this your rope or the ace of spades? <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> I. You know what? Go ahead and make your put your jump your your uh, climb check. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so when you push, you just say, "Does the keeper just say I'll let you push on this, and then you just re-roll?" Yeah, basically, um, a push is it's essentially like you can try it once more. That's it. And if something, oh. it is something. If it if it fails again. Something catastrophic happens. Okay, but you can't just push everything. It's got to be something the keeper specifically says. Yeah, you basically have to be able to justify it. Okay. In this in this instance, I don't feel it needs justification to basically say, you know, I frantically try and grab onto the rope again. Okay. But yeah, generally, basically, you have to say, I want to push, and you have to justify why I should allow you to push. Gotcha. In this okay. case, I'm kind of skipping the justification because I don't really feel it's needed. That makes sense. Nine. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I ruled it, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it anyway. We've got to test this mechanic, and uh, even though I really uh, don't trust you with the the power to do something <laughs> terrible, and um, playing Call of Cthulhu, you inherently trusted me with the power to do something yeah, terrible. Like I trusted you as, as far as we're really to go, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, but double zeros. Yep, that would be All a right, nine. So you're wa- Hank is watching. Aiden loses his grip, and he starts to slip. He's frantically like. Scrabbling the at the wall, wheelbarrow arms, <laughs> and somehow he manages to get a hold of a uh, stalagmite that's sticking out from the wall and steady himself. Oh. Hayden, Hayden, I'm all right. I, 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 it's it's bloody slippy down here, though. Take your time. But he manages to to grab on and, and arrest his fall and proceed the rest of the way down without incident. H- hugging the rope in the way down, like slowly just. Like, ah. <laughs> Unfortunately, now it's Hank's turn. Mm-hmm. Not unfortunately. Hank, basically being the uh, the shadier version, of, the belloc to the Indiana Jones, I have ranks in climb. And actual skill points. <laughs> oh, climb. of course you do. Yeah. That don't mean you can't fail. And I did. You fa- Really? I rolled an 80 and an 80 on my die. So, <laughs> what's <laughs> on your, my advantage. What's your actual climb? 50. Oh, come on. Yeah. Are I, you going to push? I rolled advantage. Both of them came up 80. So it's 85 <laughs> both ways. Wow. Uh, the, the low I rolls push? have abandoned you. You can push. Okay. Let's let's try and push this. Come on, Dave Ray. Oh! On six. Are you six. kidding me? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh. So he's like, it's slippery. Be careful. Like, I'll be careful. Oh, go. <laughs> I told you to be careful. Somehow you, you managed to control your slide and just descend a little more rapidly than you've I, intended I can, to. I can see you like mocking him on the way down. What, is, what an idiot. Like slipping on the way it's just He's got a rope. Why would he like, ah! Well, and, then I, and then I imagine Hank tries to play it off. Yeah, <laughs> he to the bottom. I meant to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fine. I was making fun of you. <laughs> That's how we used to climb ropes back in uh, in uh, boot camp. No, boot camp when I was in the war. <laughs> the special boot camp they set up for Harvard graduates. That's right. <laughs> So you find yourselves in a very, comparatively, weirdly straight cavern that goes out to the what you think is the south beyond the reach of your flashlights. Um, well, now I'm definitely pulling the gun back out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. It's almost like an oversized corridor. You would expect it 
the the uh, shaft that you came down right before you climbed, you you figure this is probably five times as wide, and it just sort of goes off. All you can hear is just the drip of water. Oh, I thought you were gonna say chanting. Oh, thank goodness! And drip water so much better. But uh, the to your to the north, the, uh, the cavern terminates in just. Uh, it doesn't look like a collapse. It just looks like rock, like uh, just a natural rock wall. So the only way to head is south. Well, I guess we're going to head south then. And you proceed on. After a few hundred feet, uh, give me listen checks. As you're coming up, you notice... Uh, oh, I hear it. Tunnels, tunnels branching off to the uh, to your right and further down to the left. Uh, I know he made it. Davery? I did not make it. Okay. I can't believe it. Why low rolls? Why? I think I've adjusted to low rolling. <laughs> Hey, it saved you when you were going down the road. Yeah, it saved me when I was using my gun, too. And the dynamite. So you hear... It's funny you should mention chanting. It's not actually chanting, but you hear like a soft chorus. Almost like a uh, like a faint, wordless singing coming from the, the uh, Western Passage. Okay, so this is when Aiden pulls up the Thompson. Because either way, he's he's going for intimidation here. He's gonna like if it's if it's um your buddy, he's gonna scare the shit out of him. If it's not your buddy, he's gonna shoot the crap out of him. <laughs> All right, so so you start pulling up the the Thompson and get ready to Yeah, what's, he's, he's, what's going on? I'm a, there's, it, I can hear there, there's there's something coming. There's it sounds like singing. It sounds like back being back at church, but they're, they're, I don't know what they're saying. It's like there's no words. It's just voices. I can I refocus and re-listen. Do you want to push? Yeah, yeah. Let's push. <laughs> All right. I'll, yeah, I'll let you push. If you feel uh, this, your actually, ears you know explode. I'll even give you a bonus die just because he's saying, "No, listen." You know, he's he's basically saying, "Shut up for a second and listen." Okay. And you know, and he's kind of pointing out where it's coming from. <laughs> I got Holy a crap. One. Um, <laughs> one. Wow. Yeah, so you so really hear it. That's actually technically a critical success. Yeah, yeah um, it is. It's a good push. <laughs> yeah. So you you hear it. Um, you know, it takes you a second. You kind of close your eyes and you, you know, you kind of focus. And yeah, you're not, again, same thing. You're not entirely sure what it is. At first, it, it sounded almost like, like a low wind. But yeah, it's a, like a, 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 an ululating chorus. It kind of just like wordlessly, almost like a soft moan. It sort of rises and falls, but it's consistent. That's, I don't know what that is, but you, it is definitely coming from the, the Western corridor. Whatever it is, get your gun ready. Cause we're, I don't, I don't want to mess around with anything anymore. <laughs> I'm tired of this prank. Yeah, I'm definitely getting the gun out. I can't remember what the, the group is. Was it the Withenpoofs? Like this is not from this is not the Withenpoofs from from school. <laughs> so are you heading to Yale or something? Um, can I stealth close? Like as we're moving closer, I want to do it more stealthy. Okay, um, it's actually one of my skills. I was gonna say it should be a sneak skill. Yeah, uh, it's it's called stealth. Oh, it, uh, sorry, I think okay. it used to be called sneak. So yeah, absolutely. Um, you can give it a shot. It's gonna be a. In this case, I'm going to make it a group check, but it'll be 
Hey, you know what? We'll make it a regular group check. So if either of you succeed, okay, we'll just uh, call it good. I got a two. Good God. 24. Bam. You're actually Bam. better at this than he is. Yeah. 24, and I have a stealth of 53, so we both succeed. So be very, very quiet. Be very, very quiet. Uh, no, note to, like, note to self, do not GM low roll systems for debris anymore. That's right. <laughs> you just go ahead, and anytime you're going to run for these, just go ahead and assume what happens when a player succeeds. Uh-huh. Don't even bother making up what is going to happen to fail. I can't fail a low roll. Famous <laughs> last words and all that. All right, so you you creep forward, and the first couple hundred feet of this quarter are, again, it's natural stone, it's uneven. And as you get, you come out into a, uh, and the... The sound gets louder, but not like dramatically so as you get closer. And you come out into this grotto, if you will, this wide grotto. The first thing you notice is there's no lichen at all. The the, the phosphorescent uh, lichen that you've seen everywhere else is completely absent. But what you do see, and it causes the beams from your flashlights to bounce crazily all around the room, is... The walls are covered in crystal crystal deposits of some form. You don't know at a glance if they're quartz or what, but it causes the light from the flashlight to refract to refract all over this room in this sort of uh, kind so of pretty display. Does actually. it light up the whole room, kind of like a disco Not ball? Not really. It doesn't really light it up, but it does kind of allow you to see the whole room, but not really properly. There's yeah. quite a crazy dancing shadows from where your your light keeps bouncing around as you move. Do we see anyone else in the room? So what you notice, the ceiling's apex is probably 150 feet up. I mean, this is a tall cavern, and it is lined with crystal the whole way. What you do see is across the far wall is some sort of structure. It's... As you get closer, and with the light bouncing off the crystals, you can... It's shadowy, but you can see it's this strange twisted structure of interlaced bronze pipes that are studded with crystals of different sizes and and colors and it seems to actually the pipes seem to pierce the wall in numerous places um and other ends of the pipes uh, the pipes seem to be to terminate in like uh spikes almost and about and I'm assuming you're getting drawing closer you're sort of staring at it as you walk through the cavern right yeah definitely. there's a rock formation probably 15 20 feet in front of it it's carved almost as if it's a a throne but the proportions are strange what do you mean strange it doesn't look like it would be particularly comfortable to sit in it's almost as if the it was designed for somebody with very long legs and a very short torso for example hmm All right, so again, you're you're kind of focusing on the the chair, and again, like I said, it's it's almost as if whoever it was designed for had very long legs and a very short torso. And like, can, I've got the appraise skill. Can I see? Can I make sure, like, like Aiden's gravitating towards all the the, the precious gems that are attached? To the I never wall. said they were precious. I just said they were. Crystal. But that's why I want to use my <laughs> yeah. appraise skill to see if I can figure out if they're well. So you're gonna. So Aiden's kind of walking forward, shining his flashlight yeah. over it, looking for something valuable. Um, so, yeah. So as you draw closer, that same chorus that you've been hearing, it's it's been consistent as you've walked through this room. And as your flashlight plays across it, and you sort of start scanning across the pipes and looking at the crystals and going up, you realize that there's a score of human heads 
set to the tips of the spikes. And the sound that is coming from them, Uh, they're well-preserved with sinuous runes carved across their flesh. Their eyelids are, are closed, but you can see their mouths and the muscles of what remains of their throat are moving and they're singing. Holy Mary, Mother of God. I don't think this is a joke. And at that point, we'll see you guys next week. Oh. Ah. <laughs> what are you doing to us, Chad? Playing Call of Cthulhu, motherfucker. Lured by greed, Aiden has led to the discovery of the Chorus of the Damned. Will Hank and Aiden add to this hymn, or will they find the clues to discover the truth behind the darkness beneath the hill? Have you the sanity to listen on? Join us next Thursday for more. Want to suggest a game? Please email us at fortunesuntoldpodcast at gmail.com. The Fortunes Untold Facebook or Twitter. You can also find us on Google Play and iTunes. And of course, our home on Nerds on Earth website. Thanks for listening, and roll on.